Well, ladies and gentlemen, where do we start? This edition of the Smart Marks of Wrestling podcast is going to cover a lot of ground, from the COVID-19 virus to the effects that it's had on WWE and the sporting world, AEW, WrestleMania, and potentially being moved, postponed, or changed out of Tampa, Florida, and all sorts of other crazy stuff. We're going to bring Brandon in this week to talk to us about all of the developments in wrestling. That is the Smart Marks of Wrestling podcast presented by thesportster.com and on Anchor.fm. Well, we brought Brandon back in to join us this week, and I opened with it at the start of the top of the show, said we're going to have a lot of ground to cover here, and we'll probably, for the first time, not really be talking much about what happened in the ring or storylines, but more about what's happening in the industry and wrestling. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. What's going on, Jim? Oh, not much. Just doing what everybody else is doing and keeping busy from home for yeah, the most no part. I should, we should start this off by saying anybody who's affected by COVID-19, the coronavirus, all this other stuff, we feel for you. We hope you get better. Um, but we're doing our best to keep people entertained, keep the content coming, and stay busy while people either stay at home or find a way to isolate themselves or whatever's going on. But we've seen a lot of that already in wrestling. Uh, we should probably start with it. We'll get to WrestleMania in a minute here. But sure. do you watch most of the SmackDown episode last night? I caught the whole thing, wrote a couple articles about it, did a Talking Smack live after the show was over, kind of dissecting the show, what did you think? What was your first reaction to the show, how it was done, all that stuff? My first reaction was, so I expected the performance center to basically be just like, you know, the way it is, like seven rings. And like, I, I didn't know what to expect as far as a the presentation. They put on like a whole set. Like it was yeah, pretty Did cool. you see the photo before the show aired about uh, what they were doing with it? Or did you watch NXT on Wednesday? No. No, I, okay. I missed NXT and well, I didn't that, get to see any pictures, so it was a shock. That gave to me. a little bit of a hint because they they filmed NXT from the Performance Center that Wednesday. Okay. Pr- prior to knowing, I think anyway, that SmackDown and Raw were going to be moved to the PC, so there was a little bit of a this is what this is going to look like. But when they put out the picture of the SmackDown set on social media, I was like, oh, cool. Okay, they're really going all out for this thing, and yeah. they've even left the empty chairs there, so. It you could even of, like do a thing where it's like if AJ Styles has a match, it's like oh the club's sitting in the, the stands, you know, like they they could work with this in a way if they want to, but I'm not sure they want to because obviously it's not supposed to be a, a publicity stunt. It's supposed to be like you know a precaution, even though these guys are still going on the ring. Yeah, you can. There's only there's a certain line you probably don't want to cross when you're doing all of this stuff. Right. The the wrestlers themselves were poking fun at the fact that the arena was empty and they're mm-hmm. performing in front of no one and. There were some promos and things like that that alluded to the fact that there's nobody there to answer them. Um, So I get that, but you don't necessarily want to poke fun at the fact that no one can come or that you can be there and they can't and and all that other kind of stuff, right? So I I get why they didn't do that. But was was the show like a winner for you? Was it a loser for you? Was it weird enough to be unsure of what you think? Yeah, it was weird. Like, I mean, I love Sasha and Bailey, but their stuff just fell flat for me completely. Uh, and he, having a match without a reaction, like I, I've obviously we've both seen matches before where there's no reaction because we've seen things that aren't WWE and we've seen things that are like even like just training stuff. So and that's that's not just us; that's everybody. We've seen things like that where like they'll rehearse things beforehand or they'll have you know gimmicks and, and promos and stuff that are done without people there um, as either a warm up or it's training or it's learning, whatever it is. And it just felt so weird seeing like this is the actual show. Triple H is great. 
I thought Triple H like killed it with what he did. Um, I thought and again, this is no disrespect to Sasha or Bailey. I think they did what, uh, what they could with what they had. It's just hard to be heels like that when it's just talking. Like they were talking directly to Michael Cole at one point, and he was just answering them. I was like, this is just awkward. Like this is just poor writing. I think on whoever's like part that was. But, yeah, uh, it's hard to know what was written and what was not written because yeah. I I do in defense to Sasha Banks, Bailey Bliss, Nikki Cross. They had the unenviable position of going first. Yeah, they were for sure. absolutely screwed in that regard to be the first ones to try to make it work. The guys like Miz and Morrison, who took advantage of being a heel uh, with an empty arena, got to see what not to do. You know, in just an hour's time, they they learned really quickly. Okay, this isn't going to work. And then yeah. I don't know if you caught it or not, but during the commercials, I'm I tweeted out. I'm like, I wonder if they'll just stop. Like, <laughs> there's no audience, right? Like they're wrestling and then they go to a commercial. It's not like there's a live audience, and there's definitely no television audience, but what happened was that part of that got accidentally aired, I think, in the UK or something. Yeah, where they're kind of, like, they standing did, there. They did stop. They yeah. totally stopped. Like, they, the referee moved the tag ropes to get their people in the right corners. You could hear Michael Cole talking to producers. You could hear Triple H poking fun at the fact the wrestlers were trying to egg on a crowd that didn't exist. <laughs> you could hear Bailey and these guys working out their next segment after the break came out. Like, it was a total accident. Totally harmless, but really interesting. I love that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. That they totally just were like, well, who are we performing for? Let's just wait till the commercial comes back. So they did that. And I was kind of ironically stating that when I tweeted it. And then to find out that that's absolutely what they did when the commercials went on and there was no yeah. audience at all. They just stopped. And I mean, then they came back. It was basically a house show, right? Like, it's basically a house show that was televised. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like this is what... I mean, it's going to be weird when you... I guess not really. I was thinking when you show, like, put it on a network and, like, years later you watch this episode and you're like, oh, well... But you, like, you never see the stuff in between the commercials anyway. So who cares? It's not like right. they all of a sudden show the match unaired on the network and stuff. They just cut to black and come back in. No, but when you've got an arena of you know ten to twelve thousand people, you got to keep performing for them. And no, no, even, and I, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I but, and even some of these wrestlers, you know, that probably started in the indies where they were wrestling in front of like eight people in a gym. Yeah, okay. you you have that mentality of like, well, I still got to entertain these eight people when there's and those no. Those eight people are probably cheering louder than anybody. To be fair, right. And when there's nobody there, I mean, you have to say to well, but. You could tell when watching these wrestlers that there's just it's instinct, second nature kicks in, right? Like Nikki Cross is trying to pump people up, they're not there. Jeff yeah, Hardy's calling for a crowd reaction, there's nobody to give it to him. Like when you've done this as long as these guys have done this, it's it's probably like extremely said. hard to get yourself out of that. Good, because good on show. pun. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, just crazy. So I, I felt for these guys, they did their best, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it must have been really weird for them to try to do this and know that there's no reaction whatsoever. They don't know like which way to turn because so much of their matches feed off just getting a little bit of crowd yeah. you know, participation and there's none to be had here. And I was a little surprised how skeleton the crew was. Like there was no Corey Graves. There was no, well, not he, he's, he's on SmackDown now, but like it was right. just Triple H and Michael Cole. And I don't think Triple H was even going to stay out there and they put Michael Cole there and then Triple H came back because everybody loved what he was doing. So yeah. It was very, like, I got the feeling it was really thrown together. Uh, but still, having said that, it's pretty interesting. And I was looking forward to the show just to see how different it would be. And it was definitely different. Oh, it was different. And, I mean, ratings were up, right, which is to be expected. Like you said, people are going to tune in. I wanted to tune in especially just to see how they're going to do it. And in general, I wasn't disappointed. Um, but like we said before, of course, they've done this in front of you know, no fans before. They've practiced things before. But to actually do it at this level or to actually you know, put on, like, a SmackDown and not have that crowd reaction to feed off of. I mean, the crowd is like 33% of the match. It's I, I would say it's it's quarters, actually. 
you have both wrestlers or both teams or whatever it is, the referee and the crowd. I, th- I would say that all four are like equal parts for the uh, the experience that we have watching the show. And, and you might not realize that if you're just like watching the show and like you're trying to be immersed in it, but all of it combined is what makes the show as good as it is. Uh, sorry, that's if you're like in attendance. If you're at home, then I guess you can factor in the announcers. I think the announcer crew is definitely an important part of it. So let's say it becomes 20% each at that point, but I don't know. It was uh, interesting, and like you said, good for all those people, like you know the the guys and girls that went out there and, and really showed that they're, they're talented and they put together what they could in a bad situation. Because these guys are also still going to work and traveling and doing their thing um, up until you know, this week. And that's a scary time right now where everyone's like, well, we don't want to like get the virus and spread it and, and whatever it may be, but we still have to go now, even the perform- uh, performance center, and work and do these matches where... You know anything can happen, so yeah. good for them. Yeah, uh, I do want to I, say. Sorry, yeah, you, you you mentioned Miz and Morrison. How good are they this time around? Like they were good the first time around, but even in the chamber, they didn't act like they were uh like you know a scared heel team. They were like full on like we're heels, but we're also like legitimate champions here. So I thought it was a really weird dynamic, but a cool dynamic that we haven't seen from them before. Well, and they they were one of the highlights. I mean, Triple H was he stole the show on Friday, but they were maybe a close second. Wyatt maybe two, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Miz and Morrison playing to the crowd and and you know feeding off of the okay. If anybody has something to say about this, raise your hand or let <laughs> I me. Mean, there's no one there to answer yep. them, right? So I mean, they totally played into it, which was good, and that's how this needs to be done. I mean, there's just got to be that. And I like the shoot style of it all. I like the fact that Triple H was willing to be goofy and talk about, you know, tease his demotion, make fun of Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, and it loosened up Michael Cole as the show went on. And I think that's the way this has to go. Yeah, for uh, him, it's got to be insanely difficult. Like, he's just, I don't know how Michael Cole, again, who's done this for so long, how is it for him who's just there in an empty arena and he's just like, okay, well, I've got to just go. Because at that point, the rest is are freeballing for a lot of it, I'm sure. So for him, he's got to yeah. be like, this is, I usually buy the book. And, you know, he has got people in the back telling him, hey, say this, do this. And now it's like, well, just adapt. So yeah, good for good for Cole, like I said. Well, and it works out for some people. Like, I think it was a winner for Roman Reigns. I think his promo was way better than anything we've seen him do in a long time. because, And there was some nervousness, I could t- tell, in the way that he was talking. But he was much more natural, much more genuine. He got to say what he probably feels. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't probably handcuffed by the promo. I don't know that for a fact, but it sure felt like that. And then Bray Wyatt, he was even more, more creepy in an empty arena. Like yeah. it was, it was really kind of cool. Like he's suited for this sort of thing. His promo with John Cena was very good, and the empty arena versus a full arena didn't phase him, um, and it didn't matter. Like it was good. Um, so I thought SmackDown was a winner. It was some awkward stuff with it. I understand why they showed the Elimination Chamber thing. Like you said, the ratings were up, so you got to promote your network and have some time filler. So did I love 20 minutes of it? No, but I get why they did it. Now, having said all that, Raw's moving there on Monday. That's three hours from the Performance Center. So I this can't is even gonna, imagine that, yeah. This is going to be tricky. And then first instinct, is there any way, that any way WrestleMania 36 goes? So... I mean, no, right? At least not as currently planned. Like, you can't do it in Florida. And I think Florida, like they've already said, it was the mayor or the governor or someone had already said, like, hey, I hope they make the decision first because otherwise we're going to have to pull the plug on it. 
Yeah, Hillsborough oh. County's commissioner, Les Miller is his name. He okay. he basically told Fox 13 News, he's like, if WWE doesn't make this call themselves, we're probably going to pull the plug on this thing. Right, and so like, we're, we're basically we're giving you the chance to resign before we fire you. Well, I'm but... assuming that's never going to happen. I can't see, and I don't know this, this story with the insurance and stuff, but I'm going to guess that Vince McMahon's going to force the city to cancel it. Because then because, he doesn't have to be Because then he gets pot, some potential insurance payouts. What about a right? Saudi show? Well, the Saudi show is probably a very different deal, right? Like, he's working with the Saudi prince, and there's rules and regulations to all that stuff and that money. But in terms of insurance, from what I'm understanding with most of these sports leagues, is if they are demanded to be canceled and things are postponed and they don't have a choice, which is why a lot of these teams are going to play in front of empty arenas, then the insurance will pay out. But most insurance companies for pandemics and things like this probably don't pay out if you choose to either not go to work or not go hold your event or whatever you have to be forced not to do it i don't know this for a fact but i'm guessing that may be one of the things holding vince mcmahon back from just saying yeah we'll just cancel it or well, we'll I'm saying, what do you think about doing the show in saudi oh hell no that's what i said right away as well <laughs> well that's even worse right like what are you gonna <laughs> travel, what are you gonna travel, travel all that way <laughs> and be in an empty arena there like that's yeah. the the idea here is that they can't do the show because there's too many people you get too many people in that crowd that could or couldn't have or been traveling from around the world. Right. You know, so they just can't. That's why all events over, you know, a thousand people or 200 where I'm at yeah, uh, have, been, uh, have been canceled. Right. You but, just but can't take the risk. Right. I think it's 500 in Montreal, but I think Canada wide it's 250 now. So yours is even smaller, like lower than what Canada is at that point. Yeah. Um, as like as a country, I, I don't know. I uh, like specifically, if every city now is down to where you're at as well, I don't like well, keep up with it as much. Essentially, what they're doing is they're just taking precautionary measures so that all these people in all these places together just is not happening. So, yeah. WrestleMania either happens in an empty arena, which would be extremely weird and very you costly, probably for WWE. Um, you, but I don't know. Can you move WrestleMania to the saying. Performance Center? Right? Like no, I see how you're doing no SmackDown way. and Raw that way, but how the heck do you do WrestleMania that way? And if you do. Do you screen test like 100 people, get them tested for the COVID-19 virus, make sure they're clean and, you know, free of it and then let them watch? And then what? Right. What do you do with all the tickets that you sold for Florida? That's what I'm saying. Like, I imagine people right. that booked hotels and flights and stuff and like already maybe, you know, like planning, like, or got, like work uh, taken off from vacation. Uh, well, that's, from probably gonna, from that's probably going to affect them whether or not the show goes on or not. Right. Because at this point, the U.S. has closed their borders. So even if you were flying in, unless you're already right. here, you're not getting in. So whether the show happens or not, you're probably not getting in. So it's just crazy though. Like this is, and the thing is, I think not to get too like you know into the the whole COVID nineteen stuff. This is the the, the governments uh, of the world saying, hey, this thing is the worst thing that ever happened to the world, and that's why we're closing everything down. This is what happens when you have a virus that still doesn't have a cure, and we're trying to stop the spread of this as fast as we can. How do you stop the spread of it? By getting people to stop being around other people. So again, yes, there's people dying from it. No, it's not as deadly as people, you know, might think it is because of all these, you know, uh, I guess cancellations and postponements of everything. But still, th- th- there's a reason why we're doing it. It's because we want to make sure that everyone's safe and not spreading to people that could, you know, die from it. So let's uh, let's let's give at least you know all the sports leagues that are doing what they're doing and WWE and everyone props for at least taking it as seriously as they have been. I, I well, think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem right now, though, I guess, with WWE, is that all these other sports leagues are doing it, and he is yet to do it. Like, he's moved his 
um, local TV shows, his weekly programs to the PC. Yeah. But he's not moving the biggest show that they have, and he's refusing to acknowledge that, uh, other than to say that they've got contingency plans that they are working on what if it's canceled on them. Like you can't, you can't have WrestleMania the Performance Center. Well, let me be clear. You could do it, but are you yeah. going to be as entertained if they do? No. I mean, you absolutely can do it. It's just, do you want to? And I don't know what the the cost would be if you had to refund or give back or whatever all the tickets that you sold for Florida did WrestleMania anyway at the Performance Center, and you still had people like Goldberg and whoever else you're paying they big pay bucks big to. Big money, yep. Right? You're and now you, millions of dollars. now you don't have that revenue coming in from the arena and you know the millions of dollars in gate revenue that you're making and the merchandise sales that you're making you don't have any of that or so the, are yeah, you better I mean, are you better to just the, say oh wait, screw it let's do it in three months yeah right? but that's that man that throws things off not that wb isn't afraid of like throwing things off anyway i think we've made it clear that they're very open to scrapping things and like last minute changes and whatnot so worst case who cares but this is weird i i say your idea makes the most sense just postpone it even now, like, why not? I know why not, but like, why not just stop airing Raw SmackDown for a bit? Oh, and AEW. Never, no, no. I don't need. I don't mean to be whatever. That's a terrible idea, because the money that they're making from television revenues is through the roof. You don't sure, just but, cancel but your show. You can. That's the same thing as saying, "Why aren't you just playing NHL and MLB and NBA games?" Uh, because you know, they're making money, even if it's about an empty arena. Because they don't have the option. WWE sure. does, right? Why? W- Why WWE can produce all sorts of new and creative content if they want to, whether that's in-ring matches with two people, whether that's documentary-style interviews, whether that's you know behind-the-scenes looks at things. They could go for years right. and probably never have to do another match and still give fans enough to have creative content every week. Sure. So Will the ratings it, go down? I'm saying probably. the matches specifically being the issue, but I guess if you do it, like you said, in a creative way, you can still do it. But sure. I think we can't rule out the fact that, I mean, we could get to the point where they're saying, hey, you have to cancel it. I don't think they should either. I'm just saying it's something that that's weird to me that all the other sports leagues are doing it. And again, wrestling is not a sport, right? It's sports entertainment. It's the, the best of both worlds. But TV sets are also closing down their show and production at points when they have um, like positive cases testing there. So if one superstar tests positive for the coronavirus, do they cancel all of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? Well, um, what they need to do, and WWE has a ton of control over this, is they need to test all their superstars, yeah. figure out who might have it, who tests negative for it, and quarantine them. and isolate the guys who have it, and work with the guys who don't. Right. And you have a couple matches at a time with just a handful of people. You don't have a bunch of fans. You don't have a ton of crew around, which is what Friday looked like. And you don't have any risk of spreading anything. Mm-hmm. right? And so you can still do your show. It'll be different. It'll be weird. And maybe the ratings will go down. Maybe the ratings go up because it's the only thing on television right now. Like, you've got to consider that too, right? Nobody has anything to watch. The last thing I've been watching on social media is that everyone's bored playing video games. They don't know what to watch. They're just picking up movies. They're talking about what they're going to do. Like, everything's canceled. Movie theaters are saying, don't come if you're sick. Broadway shut down. I mean, there's nothing to watch, right? Even NBC shut down 15 different shows yesterday. The production yeah. of all these shows. So there's nothing coming. WWE is one of the few people who can do it. If they're in control of who's got what, they know that they can get away with it, right? And so why would you risk your billion-dollar television revenues with Fox and NBC or USA? You don't want to do that, right? You're one of the few things that can actually go on without a real interruption. 
it's just inconvenient. So they'll never do it. But the pay-per-views where you have 70,000 people in attendance, that's a whole different ballgame, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I understand that it would be very, very strange and probably very costly to do WrestleMania in an isolated, empty arena. But And postponing is probably the best deal. But the only thing is we don't know. We have no yeah. idea what time we're looking at here. Right, this could be a, a month thing. This could be a five month thing. It just it's it's so very much to... like almost minute by minute we're looking at it. Like it's crazy. Like everything's updating so fast. Yeah, uh, I mean even at work. Like basically the way things for me personally at work went was, um, it was the day after Rudy Gobert had tested positive and the NBA like shut their doors. Yeah, that's the next. Yeah, the next day the NHL closed the doors. So like before they closed the doors, they made it official. Like we were like asked about like our situation and stuff. And like who's able to work from home and whatnot with like and has like the appropriate requirements. And later that same day, it's like, all right, well, if you can, you will, and if you can't, we'll find a way to make sure you can, because by next week we're not doing it. So, so yeah, like that was Thursday, which means that today was my first shift from home. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. So I switched all my shifts to work from home, and I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, so, and I and that was by the minute throughout the day. Like crazy, I own crazy. an entertainment company, and all of my parties and events this weekend get canceled. I was gonna say I can't even imagine that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I and mean, it's just you don't. You can't have that many people in a room together, right? That's just no. the way that it, it is right now. And so people have to figure out a way to stay occupied, stay busy, try to work from home. I think for the most part, you know, things are figuring themselves out. But like you said, it's totally in a state of flux and everything's changing. Yeah. So it's really hard to know what's going to happen. And we don't know. Like, we don't know what's going on at all. Like, we can talk about it, you know, all day long. But we don't know. Yeah. Well, the one thing that we do know is WWE seems to be acting as if they're continuing on as normal, even though things aren't normal. Like on Friday, they announced that Rob Gronkowski is coming on Friday's SmackDown. He's going to be there to talk about his potential deal with WWE. What do you get? What are you making out of all this thing? I mean, <laughs> are we opening that? I, I know Rob Gronkowski's always been on WWE's radar, but are we opening up the worm here now with all these athletes having nothing to do? That there could be a lot of this. I don't know, but I mean, I've got obviously like a, a pretty big rooting interest here as a Patriots fan. Uh, half of our viewers now hate me. The other half weren't already weren't listening to me when I spoke anyway, Dolph Ziggler. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's interesting to have. I mean, like you said, this has been a while where he's been in the discussion of possibly signing, and now it seems like it's pretty much a done deal, right? Like this is happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Like you said, this could open the door where other athletes, especially now, like you said, where there's not really anything going on. The only issue there would be. Uh, uh, contract situations so if you're under contract most leagues aren't gonna let you go and do wrestling just for the sake of doing it gronk got a chance to do like wrestlemania and stuff because i mean it was the off season it was uh i mean he's also a very special talent and i'm sure that they made sure like they had to go through a bunch of hoops to make sure that it wasn't anything serious that he can get hurt from uh like he didn't take a bump obviously He, he delivered what one spear one like shoulder block or whatever it was yeah uh now he's a free agent He's a retired guy. Technically not retired, but he's, he's as good as retired. And, and the only thing for me is this this sucks because I would have liked to have seen him back in New England. Uh, and I thought that maybe he was trained towards potentially one day doing it. But then he also had said, like, hey, I wasn't actually ever looking into it. It was just kind of keeping myself in the news, which is smart. I've always said this, like the best thing that Pete Rose has ever done was, like, or the best thing that happened to his career was not getting put in the Hall of Fame. Because there's a lot of, like, superstar players and Hall of Famers that we never talk about in sports but Pete Rose in baseball will always be talked about forever because he's not in the Hall of Fame. And he was great. And he probably should be in the Hall of Fame. But players that stay relevant because they can stay relevant are just smart. 
and this is another way to make money, do what he wants, be entertaining. It's almost like a match made in heaven, even though I don't think he has the mic skills to do it. Uh, the physique alone is good. I, I don't know. I, I never saw a fit as far as like his actual ability you know, to wrestle, to talk, whatever it is. But he's a larger-than-life name, and you can make do with that no matter how you want to spin it. Well, here's here's where I was going with this question. I mean, I think it's interesting that Rob Gronkowski is going to be joining WWE. At what capacity, I don't know. I'm not surprised that he's doing this because there's been tons of him around the wrestling industry. And even but like what, Stephanie McMahon specifically saying, hey, we want right. him. Yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't a and his connection to Mojo and uh, WWE, Triple H, and Stephanie, connection to the Patriots. I mean, you knew this was coming at some point. But what about a guy like Conor McGregor? You know, who oh, has, I think that's also someone that's, that's who has nothing to do now. Right, because yeah. UFC ain't holding any events, no. and they don't know when they'll be able to do it. And fighters can't necessarily—they can sort of train in isolation. But he's just probably going to be like, "Well, what do I do?" Right, and this may be an opportunity if he doesn't have anything to worry about, where he could go. Oh, well, it's a quick buck for me over the next six yeah. months while I have or, nothing you to know, do. A quick couple of million bucks, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? If you want to so, keep ratings up right now, people want sports. There's a lot of people that are going to tune into wrestling, not just because of the presentation of, you know, at the Performance Center and it's different, and not because, like, well, what are they going to do with that WrestleMania? Not just because of guys like Gronk, but you get guys like Gronk, because of Conor McGregor, um, it's just supplements it. But people are going to watch it because they want some kind of sport, right? That yep. People crave it. And, and that's, that's why I said you can't, chan- you can't cancel the television shows, right? Sure. Because like, people are looking for something to watch. Yeah. And, you know, just I think this just the ratings for Friday being up a little bit is only the start of what could be some pretty significant ratings jumps um, for the company because there's just so few options as things shut down, as movies come to a halt, production is stopping, mm-hmm. television shows don't get aired because there's no new broadcast to put out and everybody on reruns. What TV and stuff? Like, that's, I, 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 what's going to happen? Reruns, probably. I guess, but that's... Right. Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. Like, if this lasts more than, like, a month or two, like you said, could last five months, could last a year, could last a day. We have no idea. But if it lasts long enough, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Hollywood. And, I mean, no new sports. It's already killing people two days in. So. Yeah. But, yeah, and people are just... They just don't know how to react to it yet, right? Yeah. As people get a little more comfortable and get used to it, it might change things a little. But that'll work for everybody, right? And WWE will get better at these shows, and they'll figure out ways to do it. And... Maybe it'll get more entertaining as it goes. And I didn't even think Friday was that bad, but it just, I think there's a lot of room for improvement. And I think sure. they'll do that. And that's to be expected. Like, like, I mean, I said it was like weird. I don't think it was bad. I think it was just weird because it was new and different. And that's the first one, right? Nothing's going to be good the first time. Chris Jericho has this whole thing where whenever he has a first match in a company, it's always just the worst match. Like, it, he has like horrible matches in his first match that any, any company's been to. Whether it's WWE, ECW, WCW, New Japan, All Japan, whatever whatever company it was, he has this huge streak. I actually don't remember his first match in AEW, whether it was good or bad. But uh, no, I mean that's just it's, it's hard to do the first thing right sometimes. Or most yeah. times, you know, it's hard to be. I know, like making a first impression is important. This isn't a first impression. This is just a new way of doing an old an old uh, you know form of media. So the fact that they were able to pull it off and make it look as good as it did look and, and try and make it good as you know seamless as possible. I think it bodes well for what you know we're gonna see on Monday and then again on you know Wednesday and Friday and so on until this is all fixed. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the announcement because it's coming. Yeah. It's just what that announcement is gonna be. Are we moving it? Are we canceling it? Are we postponing it? Are um, we still just doing it? Yeah. <laughs> like can you imagine that that arena, Raymond James Stadium with no one in it? I can't even imagine. 
and and I just don't even know how they do it. I can't I can't see him doing it anyway. Well, I didn't uh, want to get too much into storylines because there's not a ton of storylines to talk about. It was hard to tell even on Friday if yeah. most of these programs. I mean, they're acting though WrestleMania is still a go. The Fiend and Cena were still working their program. Roman Reigns was still talking about Goldberg. You know, all these guys are still working towards the pay per view, so that hasn't stopped. So we'll see where that goes. But you know, we figured we'd do a quick one today. You know, keep it a little bit shorter, but talk about what's going on and affecting everybody. Yeah, including wrestling fans. So um, we'll leave it at that today. But I appreciate you coming on, talking about it, just getting your thoughts in there about what's happening with WrestleMania, potentially uh, what you thought of SmackDown and what we can expect for Raw. Mm-hmm. And uh, go from there. Any final thoughts or parting words you want to give to our listeners? Uh, that tag team match in the chamber was really good. <laughs> and that's really, why they showed really it good. twice. Yeah, I guess so. Dolls yeah. they're almost one. Uh, <laughs> not really, but Lince you know. Dorado is now everyone's new favorite. I mean, that I had a, a friend at work, and he was saying he he couldn't figure out why they would have been in the match because they're like the odd team out. But then you remember how good they are in the ring. Lince Dorado and Grand Metal League are just so good. Yeah. So that that whole match was really good, front to back, really good uh, booking. So yeah, we'll it'll be interesting happens. to see as these shows move on in empty arenas who stands out. Right? Yeah, because it's not but about like, like the the normal crowd reaction, like booing Roman right. Reigns or John Cena or cheering on someone as a right? joke. Like, now Goldberg be... shows up, doesn't get a single boo. Cena's out there, doesn't get a single boo. Roman Reigns doesn't get a single boo. Maybe these guys. I that... booed Roman Reigns not because I actually want to boo him, but because it felt weird not hearing any boos at all. But you know so what I mean? I, like, I booed from my couch. Just to, maybe these just guys that don't get real. a ton of reaction, like Grand Metal League and Lindsay Dorado and stuff you'll start to really appreciate what they're able to do no matter how many fans are watching. Sure. And you start to appreciate their talent and you learn to like them. And, and that could very well happen, right? Like, yep. I'm already a bigger... I was already a fan of The Fiend, but I was already a bigger fan after that promo because he, he played that empty arena. You know, it well, was... Well, most of his promos are good. just to a camera, right? Like, most of the work he does at The Fiend is just to a camera. With but, like I mean, he sat... To start the promo, he sat in an empty first row heckling John Cena. So he's the only one in the seats, and he's sitting there heckling him. I mean, he played it up perfectly, right? Like, it was absolutely... So these creative people who can, you know, adapt to the changes are going to do well here. Mm-hmm. And I thought Cesaro and Dan O'Brien were very good and, and stuff like a quicker match than I thought it was going to be, but still a very good match, even though both of them are like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, it was good. Anyway, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Okay, buddy, I'll let you go. I'll let you get back to work, and uh, we'll get this sucker up here for people to listen to while they're looking for content. Sounds great. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Don't forget, download us, anchor.fm. You can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Play, all those other things. Give us a five-star rating because we love it, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Uh, This has been another edition of the Smart Marks of Wrestling Podcast presented by thesportster.com.